Welcome to Maybe Don't, a variety show with conversations and comedy. On this week's episode, we discuss Yu Song's mortifying karaoke experience, Disneyland, and my mortifying experience in life. Welcome to the show. Hi. Kevin. Yu Song. Uh, all right, opening monologue time. Opening monologue time. All right, here we go. Hey, um, remember when I told you that I was getting inserts for my shoes from my podiatrist? That's right, I remember. Um, when I look at my shoes now, uh, it's so bright in there because it feels like I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I picture you, um, like when you say a joke on stage, the audience not only claps, but they also go, yay! <laughs> the, uh, you see one person in the audience and they're being, oh, he's trying so hard. <laughs> A for effort. Did you um, ever get participation awards? Oh, I'm a, I'm a, what am I, one of these snowflakes? Yeah, all Blue the time. ribbons. All the time. I love them. Um, Kevin. Yes. I just returned from the South. A big trip. Was that your first time in Atlanta? It was my first time in Atlanta. And so, hey, if you're listening, this is our seamless transition into Atlanta talk. Atlanta talk. <laughs> casual conversations about Atlanta. Um, it was it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Wait, can I? Oh, but I wanted to. I had an experience. Please tell me about it. Okay, it was a it was a coworker's birthday. Okay. And so there were drinks involved. Yes. Um, it was Mitch's birthday. It was Mitch's birthday from Mitch from the Doughboys. Uh huh. Um, and there were drinks involved. Fine. There were, you know, he's working on a movie down there. Uh, you know, castmates came along. Wow. And friends came along. Wow. So one of his friends, and I can say this, I think, because it's on an episode that's about to release, but um, Gillian Jacobs was there. Cool. And I freaked the. F- I mean, like, I didn't say anything. Sure. But. As in, like, I could not say anything. Oh, wow. I, I really I, affected you. It really affected me. I'm a huge fan of hers. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask you, because we work in this showbiz industry. Uh-huh. Are you starstruck by people frequently or never at all? Uh, I When I started at Earwolf, I often was, because I yeah. was very excited, and I was like, Midwest boy, come to LA, and... It was very exciting to me. I remember meeting Jane Lynch, and my grandpa was her principal. Did I tell you the story already? No, what? Um, and Your so, grandpa was in Glee? My grandpa was Mr. Glee. <laughs> Mr. Glee full. Um, I think this really humbled me. Uh-huh. I, I was like, normally I never say anything outside of, well, part of it is like, was my job too, just to be like, hi, welcome. I'm a normal person. Go right. Here's a water. Um, <laughs> and, and wait, my job is that right now. <laughs> <laughs> wait, we have the same job. We might have the same job. Um, but I was trying to always be polite and I, and I felt like the way to be polite was not to talk to them, mm-hmm. but maybe that's also what I wanted was like, I don't want to talk to you. Like I'm, I would think I was more afraid of, fucking up the conversation. Right. So it always just seems smarter to not say anything at all. Yeah. Um, but Jane was the first person that I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing for the fences here. So I said at like before she left, um, hey Jane, um, did you go to uh whatever high school? Yeah. Uh yes, I did. I was like, oh my um grandpa, I think was your principal actually. And she said, What's his name? And I said, his name's Sal Salato. And she went, that wasn't my principal. <gasps> And I just jaw dropped. Oh, I was like, no. In my head, years and years and years, the only claim to fame 
both the Bartels and my mother's side had, the Salados had, was uh, Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch is on your family crest. Any commercial, any movie that she was in, you know, uh, Grandpa Sal was her principal. Wow, that's so cool. And here I am, uh, a, a young man moved to LA. I run into Jane Lynch and I say the, the thing I've been told my whole life. Jane Lynch, my grandpa was your principal, and she she politely responds, no, he was not. Wow. So then I'm too afraid to tell my grandma. I'm shocked. I, oh, I, I have too God. much shame yeah. that I'm going to mortify her. So I tell my mom instead. Mm-hmm. Say, I met Jane Lynch. And I think that I told them beforehand, Jane Lynch is coming in today, and I'm going to say it. So I called my mom. How did it uh-huh. go? I brought it up. Um, <laughs> She, she, Sit down if you're not yes, sitting. Yeah. She politely declined. She said, this is not true. And she said, oh, no. Yeah. So then she told, she broke the news to my grandma. Oh, no. One week later, I get a letter in the mail, a heavy letter. I open it up. It is pages telling me he was, in fact, her principal. And here is proof and she photocopied pages in the yearbook uh-huh. where both Jane Lynch is in the yearbook and my grandpa's face is in the yearbook. Wow. And so she's like, I promise you I am not making this up. Here is the proof. I'm so sorry. I think then she felt horrible because I think she felt... <laughs> like you got slighted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like our one claim to fame, she kind of ruined for me. And I was like, no, it was fine. Like, don't worry about me. Right. And she's like, I promise you, I'm not making this up. Here's the proof. And I just kind of said like, okay. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of my one big moment of like, hey, I'm going to have a conversation with you. Oh my. Um, and it completely backfired. Oh. I'm, I'm very much apologize. I totally derailed your story. No, no, no. In, in the biggest Wait, way. Wait, can, can I? So when I first started like booking guests and stuff. Yeah, this yeah. Is, this is before Doughboys. This is the most mortified I've ever been. I made this mistake and I hopefully will never make it again, mm-hmm. which is just like, you know, when you send the same email to two people, you got to hit that copy paste, right? Oh, no. And so I may or may not have emailed one Jim Rash, mm-hmm. starting with, hi, Amy. Uh, and then I didn't even realize until I got his response, which was, hi, Yusung. It's been so long since anyone's ever called me. Amy. That's amazing. And so like, oh, thank fucking God. Hilarious. Rash, like, just like, you know. Graciously spared me one firing from yeah. my job. Like, oh, that's God, really funny. Dear f- I have Lord. a Jim Rash story too. Wait, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, you been touched to some poison ivy? Close. Okay. I went to Chateau Lanes. Have you been there? It's a bowling alley in Koreatown. Mm. Um, no, I haven't. And he was bowling next to us. What? And it was one of those moments where we were all, I don't want to say like young and naive, but normally if we were to see someone like that, you just don't say anything at all. Right. Or if you do, it's like, hi, and that's literally it. Yeah. Um, like how I start every episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just exactly that in that tone. Into yeah. the conversation. Uh, but one of my friends who was a huge community fan, but he's also has a personality where he's very good at talking to people, social, as some might yeah, say. <laughs> and he just like was like, hey man, I'm a huge fan of community, and then started talking bowling and really hit it off. And I was like, why don't I have this one thing that Wait, the people have? I also want social skills. What they have. Because I was like, so here's my thought process. As I was eating dinner across from Gillian Jacobs on a long table, mm-hmm. in a canteen-like environment, if you will, mm-hmm. it was like, if I say that I'm a huge fan, we will never be friends. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Now you're like, the fan. I'm a fan now, and I will be forever and ever. Yeah. I will never be your friend. Yeah. And I so desperately want to be your friend. For sure. And But what that made me just do in retrospect is just shut down and not say anything and just get sweaty and nervous. It's Well, it's difficult, and I've had interactions similar to that here where as someone who works in comedy, I love comedy, and I often see people here whose work I am a huge fan of. Kevin, whenever we have casual conversations, can you stop starting sentences with, as someone who works in comedy? As someone who works in comedy <laughs> and is thriving. Um, as someone who works in comedy, as in I watch other people be in comedy. <laughs> That's like the people that are like, I'm a writer. What are you writing? Right. Well, you know, it's just like, I write. I feel bad. No, um, please continue. No, I, I needed that. I no, needed no, 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 just no. I knew that would make you feel bad. Um, but I, I never know how to say it. But what I learned, my tip would be, don't say I'm a huge fan. Just say like, Oh, I love community, by the way. Or like, I love love. Fuck the, me, dude. That's the way you couch it is you say like, I'm a fan of X right. rather than saying I'm a fan of you. Because okay. I think I've, a fan of you feels too personal. Mm-hmm. But if I'm a fan of love, right. then it seems like, oh, cool, thanks. I also liked working on that. Right. Can, um, wait, Kevin, can you be Gillian Such Jacobs? an LA conversation. I, I know. <laughs> wait, can you- People please? see famous people everywhere. Uh, yes, I'll be Gillian Jacobs. Okay. My name is Gillian Jacobs, and what do I got? What do you got? I got a show that's hotter than hot. I, I'm on love with Paul Russ, too, and sometimes Mike Mitchell. They do the Doughboys doo-doo. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, hi. Oh, Oh, oh my God! This is. Did you hear that song? By yeah, the way, you were doing your oh, patented. Gosh. You were doing your patented Gillian Jacobs self anthem. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I I'm so sorry you heard that. No, it's okay. Uh, do you do you, do you have just like a quick second? Sure. Yeah. What's okay, up? Okay. Here we go. Just say I like love. Okay. Here we go. I like love and adore you. Fuck. I I love. Oh you. no. Fuck. Uh, 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 I'm also thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, the it was fun to work on. I love you. Please be my mom. My mom. Okay, bye. Oh, oh no. My name is Gillian, and what do I got? What do you got? I got fans that are creepy as fuck. Yeah. So it was just it was like that. It was that the whole yeah, weekend. Yeah, it went that way. Um. Okay. Atlanta conversation part two. Part two. Electric Boogaloo. Part du in French. Part duh duh. Okay, uh, I'm learning. <laughs> Uh, um, okay. There was also karaoke. Oh wow! Yeah, that's big. This is a nightmare. Big situation. event. Famous people, drinks, phones around. Yeah, uh, oh, my agent at CAA is calling. Oh, this can wait. This uh, can wait. I have to sing. Don't stop believing. Yeah, you know how in front Hollywood. Of Chris Pratt or something. <laughs> so Gillian was not there. Thank the fucking lord. Thank God. But, Enough people were there. Well, enough. If IMDb credits were dollars, oh, it, you'd buy the restaurant. We'd buy the restaurant. <laughs> you know the old adage. Yeah. Um, Did you hear Jerry Seinfeld said that once <laughs> on comedians in cars? I don't know if it was with Galifianakis or someone, but he was like, "You know, we could just buy this place." Oh, and you're- the person's response was like. Okay. Mm. It was such a creepy. Uh, wow, that's weird. Power thing. What a flex. Um, so the karaoke. So there the was karaoke. so much IMDb <laughs> that you could um, that we bought bring the, the place. place down. Yeah. Uh, but okay. Can I give you the embellished version first? Please. That's the only version I want. Okay. I was five drinks in. 
Wow. Can I give you the non embellished version? Four and a half more for you song. Six more for you song. (laughs) Non embellished. Um, Half a Corona. Half of Mike's Hard. One mixed drink. Okay. And half an iced mixed drink. So this is a sizable amount of alcohol. Yeah, it is. For me. Yeah, and just objectively. Objectively, thank you. Okay. You'd be feeling it regardless. And Kevin, you know me. I do. And I've drank with you before. (laughs) This is true. I'm not the most confident person. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We've spelled that out with (laughs) Gillian. (laughs) Do you think the audience knows that? I Uh, I think they're like (laughs) politely nodding. (laughs) Um, But in this, you know, non-lucid, inebriated state. Okay. I was like, I gotta. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, that was not my intent. My intent was I have to because I'll build character. Like I'll, I'll, you know, just to try to be more confident. Like yes. that. This entire Atlanta experience was an exercise in stop apologizing. Just like you know, I love exist. That. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. awesome, man. And but and I will say karaoke is the most uh, heightened version yep. of doing yep. that. Yep. And so here's it went so badly. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a singer. Keep saying oh wow. Sorry, Weiger. I'm adding some flavor with oh. Something of a teaser. Uh, oh God, I fucking. Oh so you did God. the biggest karaoke event in front of famous people. Yeah, and so they don't know you. So, no, they don't know me. No so, and this is my second time doing karaoke ever. Really? I don't have a Rolodex. You know what I mean? I don't sure. have a. You know, someone did a funny song, as in like you know that was their thing. Where was the first time you did it? College. It was at another birthday party but here in LA. Oh okay. my god. It's it's I'm painting a bad picture of what I do. All I do it is was um who played Tony Stark? Oh. <laughs> What's it? Fuck. Robert Downey Robert, Jr. Robert, Robert, yeah, Robert Downey Why Jr. Why do I know him as Tony Stark? Marvel, you warped my brain. <laughs> um that's a sound bite for a future soundboard for this show. <laughs> um uh so someone went before me. Like mm-hmm. everyone's having a good time. And then I choose a song. <laughs> And Kevin, I need you to I need you to be on my side for this. Yeah. Okay. I choose and here's my thing. Uh-huh. Um, as someone who works in comedy, as someone who has played piano for 12 years, mm-hmm. for my whole life, I know what exactly what notes I can sing and exactly what notes I can't sing. I agree. And so I was looking up like better than most people. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um I was looking up like the keys of songs. Like what keys. It's a is weird compliment. In? You know what not to sing. <laughs> Wow, you were looking up the key. Okay, I was looking up level. the keys to songs because I was like, well, this this song is in C. I can't sing that high. That's funny because in karaoke, often people that are too good are the the least fun person to be around. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, but you were doing it in the way of, I can't humiliate myself I can't this humiliate publicly. myself. So here's the thing. And I will spell this out. And I'm... Like, if you have anxiety and you experience secondhand shame uh, strongly, uh, uh, bow out. See you in 15 minutes. I will say, <laughs> you going into a karaoke song knowing what key it is in is significantly better than the average person's karaoke experience. <laughs> I appreciate that. But, okay, do you know the Alicia Keys song, If I Ain't Got You? Probably. But I don't want nothing at all. Yes, yes, yes. So this song is in G. Beautiful it song. It also spans two octaves. Um, and I was like... It has a very high... Yeah. 
But I was like, oh, I'll take everything down one octave. Smart. But it just sounded so bad during the <laughs> verse. <laughs> but seriously, like I can't even bring myself to do it genuinely because I would be, I would relive that whole experience again. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to live and with myself. And it's kind of a... I wouldn't say sad song, but it's a very sl- it's a, slow, it's a, intimate song. Yeah. So, oh god, yeah, it is a sad song, right? Yeah. Can you give us a little sample? But I don't. Well, this is I. I can't bring myself to genuinely sure. sing. I'm so embarrassed. Do, do, do. If I got you, yeah. Baby, was the audience like, "Yay, are. you saw"? It was the most like. It was like it. Oh, very so, somber. Oh, honey, you're, sobering. Yeah, you're doing your best. We're clapping out of politeness. Sure. Like as soon as I started and I started singing, I was like, "Oh no!" I said that into the mic, and everyone was like, That's "People funny. weren't like people were a laugh." I got a laugh, but I didn't <laughs> want it to get a laugh. You know what I mean? And so, and so, oh no! And so, and so, <laughs> and um, later in the night, embellished version, twelve drinks in. True uh-huh. version, four drinks in. Ooh, that's okay. Now we're having fun. Yeah, I was like, I can't end like this. Maybe just try to oh, sing a song encore. like oh. four drinks in encore. I want to die. I was like, I can't let it end like this. This is this is the, the alcohol talking. Yeah. Someone say blame it on the goose, okay? Yeah. Blame um, it on the goose. Okay, blame it on the hard sparkling water. The untitled drinking. goose uh drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, you sound with like that joke. <laughs> um and so I sang Valerie by Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. Yeah, Another but- soulful uh I will say, funny story, my Younger sisters, mm-hmm. uh, my youngest sister's, one of her favorite songs of all time. Yeah. I think her favorite song of all Great time, Great song. So you got one fan. And Thank it's my you. sister. Um, but she wouldn't if she heard me, but you know, <laughs> uh, uh, by myself. Mm-hmm. And I That's look kind of across upbeat, yeah. the water. So here's the thing. I was like, I looked at the key, but I was so drunk. I thought it was in D flat, but I think it said but it was really an E flat. Oh crap. Which is too shit face. You would have noticed it was an E flat. Which is a whole step higher than what I thought it was. And I know you're making fun of me right now, but I Uh mean this very, very sincerely. I, so the, the, I was like, oh, I can scream out an F. I can't scream out a G no matter what. Yeah. And so it was just a, and then I left. No, 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 no. And so, no, as I sang that song, it was fine. Like it was fine. It was fine. Okay. It was fine. It was not good. It was fine. I thought like the song started playing and then you left. Like, where's you song? This is his song. And then you were halfway to the hotel. I, I mean, when I was um, little, uh, littler in seventh grade. <laughs> littler. As a, at a piano dress re- recital dress rehearsal, I started like crying on stage. And then I left. Oh, yeah. And so why? I was like, because I couldn't play my song right. It was called Watch My Fingers Rock. Oh, no. Yeah. And so. And they did not rock. Kevin, can you imagine like. Rock some tears out of your eyes. <laughs> Why wouldn't Gillian Jacobs want to be friends with me? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Do you have a second? Sure, yeah. Well, I know you must be very, very busy. You got mm-hmm. a lot of other, other tables here. There's a, there's, a, there's a rock in my coffee? Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, what what do you mean? Like, uh, like is it the coffee grounds? Maybe no. Um, and I'm so sorry. Um, but there's like something that you would find in nature. Like there's a there's a inch diameter rock in my coffee. Can you show me? It's oh okay okay I see it now. Um, 
Just from tilting the cup to the side. Yeah. This is uh, one of our coffee beans. Yeah, yeah. This is this is definitely not a rock, man. Uh, I know what happened, th- and I'm so sorry. This is the coffee bean. This is not... Oh, crap. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This is... A, it's, a, it's coffee bean. Look, can, can you keep a secret? Uh, what? Yeah, sure, I can keep a secret. I've been going on these hikes, and I'm wearing uh, these new sandals. And there's always the debate of socks and sandals look stupid. They, they don't do it, don't do it. But I always say they're kind of like a shoe because they nothing gets in there. So, but too late, I, I went no socks and sandals. And I got all these gross-ass rocks in my feet. And then I come to work, I forget to change my shoes. Uh, and then I, I'm trying to do it under the barista table. I think I got one of my rocks in your coffee. I know, I know there's a line behind me, but do you have a few minutes for some questions? Oh, my God. <laughs> so I, the line is so long. The line is so long. It's but, National Coffee Day. But, hey, everyone, you cool with me asking a few questions about this? They'll be cool. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I have a podcast. What's it called? <laughs> it's, called <laughs> it's called Maybe Don't. Just look it up. Oh, I'm going to subscribe and give it five stars and put a nice thing on there. I appreciate it. And for the two people that put one star this week, what's your problem? Wait, did that? It's totally not related to the 30 under 30 that Kevin pushed. That was a good idea, and everyone liked it equally. Hey, guys, keep it down, please. Okay, and here, okay, back to this conversation. Look, I can understand that you go on hikes. Sometimes a rock might slip over slip into your shoe. Mm -hmm. You said that you were changing your shoes under the barista table and that one of rock might have fallen into the coffee. Yeah, might have shot out. I'm so sorry. Can I ask where were you making the coffee at that time? Was it... This is so embarrassing. Okay, well, was it as I feared... I had to clean the counters. So... You were making coffee under the barista table, which also the barista table is not a term that it's the counter. The classic barista it's, table. Oh my, it's a, okay. It's a long counter. It's a long counter. You were making your coffee under the counter, and a rock from your shoe got in there. Yes, I'm very sorry, everyone. Look, I'll, I, I'll give you free coffee. I'll give you two free coffees and a frappuccino. Okay. Well, can I just say something very? There's just a pile of rocks fucking on the counter now. I thought it was a decoration, but it's it's not. Well, I I didn't realize how many rocks were in my shoes. And honestly, I, I blame my roommate who really pushed the no, no socks with the sandals. Hang I'm on. trying to just turn it into like a happy accident. Look, this is intentional, actually. I Wait, the sip or two that I drank, mm-hmm. I had your gross feet in my mouth, basically. Well, I always shower before going on a hike, so it wasn't that gross. But- I also have weird sweat glands, so I promise you I'm not sweating a lot. Just one second. I know the line's very long. Sorry, not to call the sweat glands weird. That was kind of judgmental of me. They're different and unique. I mean, it was as judgmental as your plaque that reads, real friends don't let other friends drink Starbucks. Uh, Hey, everyone behind me in the line, you're okay with me just having this type of interrogation, right? Because we all know, we all sense that something's wrong here. 
Okay. Yeah, they're cool with it. Okay. So many five-star reviews. Okay. Well, wait. I mean, this probably should be at a later time, but I have to ask you because you seem pretty well informed. Were those two one-star reviews a real thing? They may or may not have come out the day you did the 30 under 30. Oh, fuck. Well, okay. Well, now I'm extra fucking pissed. <laughs> Sir. If you had any concerns about it, they might have been justified. <laughs> Sir. I not only Tom is your name. Yes, my name is. Well, it's a long story. I tell people my name is Tom, Tom. because because then they don't have to write you song when I come. Oh, the times we live in. Not only the times I, we live in. And look, I hope that you don't think this is too cruel. But the only appropriate punishment in my mind that I can think of it is to, for people to throw the stones at you. Oh my God, I'm gonna get stoned. I think and so. not in the way that I like. And it's not 420. Okay, it's. Here's your one chance to make it up for me. Go on iTunes. Yeah. Search maybe don't. And okay. leave a five-star review. Especially one that negates the one-star reviews, which I truly am just finding out about. Which is really <laughs> disappointing. Uh, and then I'll forgive you for the coffee. You don't even have to make me a new one. I hate to say this. <laughs> I'd rather be stoned. Kevin. Yes, you song. <laughs> you went to Disney. I did. I went to the land of Disney. What does that mean? Oh, Disney Well, there's land. Disneyland and Disney World. <laughs> this is the one in Anaheim, right? Yes. Okay, Have you okay. been before? I've been once. Tell me all about it. Okay, so when I went, uh -huh. I went with a friend who was working at Disney. And so, okay, well, I don't know if, like, Kevin, if I say this. Mickey Mouse isn't your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I say this and it gets into the podcast, we might not ever be invited to do a Marvel movie. You know what I mean? That's okay, I because I don't know Robert Downey Jr.'s name. Okay. I thought his name was Tony Stark. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Apparently, there's like people walking around in the park to make sure that employees don't bow badmouth the park. Oh, there's literally awesome. spies. Yeah. So, we but should, anyway, we should have that job, <laughs> just ratting people out. <laughs> um, you know what? Before you tell me more about your Disney yeah. experience, I want to say I was thinking about that last week. Spies? And I kept saying, sort of, I kept saying to Leah, like, I want a uh, Scientology slash the Jinx <laughs> level documentary about Disneyland. Oh, I would love that. Maybe not entirely a, like, takedown, but, like, right. I feel like for better and for worse, there is so much that they keep quiet Right. That I feel like would be so fascinating. Exactly that spies bad mouthing, but also like how the people dressed up are like also security kind mm -hmm. of in a way. And like if a child is lost, they can like, and this could just be lore. I could be completely making this up, but I've heard that like they can take you them to like a room with like a million cameras that are like, or like if a parent's like, I lost my kid and they could, but they can say it to like fucking goofy. Yeah. And then goofy will be like, gosh, and then take you to like, where is he? Like it's nine <laughs> eleven. Um, <laughs> and I just think that's really interesting. I think there's so much happening behind the scenes there that we don't know. Yeah. But maybe there is. If a listener knows about that style, even if it's a YouTube conspiracy, um, send it to me. Send it to you, Song and yeah, I. Yeah, please do. Um, but your first experience, you saw, um, uh, you learned that people are spies. People are spies, and so there is this. There were two restaurants next to each other. One was Goofy's Kitchen. The other one was like a very a Goofy Kitchen. 
a very goofy kitchen. Wait, I think I went to the Goofy's Kitchen one. So, yeah, the Goofy's Kitchen is like kind of like an all-you-can-eat like cafeteria buffet style, but with good food. Yes, yes. And with little Mickey Mouse pancakes. Oh. And um, and the other one was like a very chic adult, Ooh. like black walls restaurant. I don't know why black walls makes it fancier, but it was just like it the, makes it fancy. <laughs> the color palette of Goofy's Kitchen was very bright, and this one was very dark. What was the dark one? I have Did no have idea. A name? But we went to Goofy's Not Kitchen. Not Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Serious Kitchen. Um, we were the only two young people there that was not a family. Like, yeah. we did not have any children. Mascots came around wow. and hung out. That's surprising for, I feel like Disney has, like, everyone of all ages. I guess so, like but. couples, friends, people that are 90, people that are nine. Right. And th- this is just. Those are fr- the two age groups, by the way. <laughs> In that order. Um, so it was just you and. You, me and a friend who ha- happened, happened to work, to work there. there who, yeah. get, who got me in for free. And then. Um, Hell yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Disney, more like uh, dis, uh, d- disappearing the fee out of uh, the entrance <laughs> requirements. Okay. Uh, Here's mine. More like Disney getting in for free. Disney's nuts getting in for free. I think so. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> the, so you got him for free. You went to the fun Disney place. Went into the fun Disney goofy thing. place. And hear me out. I only have one more sentence to say about the entire day. Okay, we did not wait in line for a ride. Fuck at off. all in the nicest way. Dash. The only thing that we waited in line for was the Dole Whip. Period. And I'm so excited to tell you, <laughs> I have just found the greatest Dole Whip hack. Of wait, all time. really? Yes. Not even joking. Uh, please. <clears throat> I'm light this pipe real quick. Um, <laughs> so for those of you have- who I'm have, sitting on Kevin's lap for this story. <laughs> <laughs> but we do that every episode, yeah, so it's do. not unusual. <laughs> um, for those of you who have not been to Disneyland, there is this incredible dessert called Dough Whip, which, how would you describe it? Is a like it's pineapple, pineapple f- frozen yogurt style. You didn't it's even, vegan. Yeah. You didn't even need my help describing it. That was perfect. I know. The moment I said it, I was like, wait, I got this. <laughs> I set you off my lap just so I could say, and then put you back on. Um, so it's 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 delicious. It's, it's so it, good. It's vegan friendly, and it makes me so happy. I have it every single time I go. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, there is a uh, line for it that is so long. So it can long. take often over an hour for a dessert that takes two minutes to consume. The line dole whips around a few corners. It's still whipping around my brain because I can't grasp it. Uh, there is another side where the Tiki room is. Do yes. you know about this? Mm-hmm. So there's two parts to this story. You can also get Dole Whip on the other side. Yeah, you can get it on the Tiki Where side. there is almost always no line. Wait. You don't have to wait in that very long line. I will say my friend and I waited on the Tiki line because she worked there and also knew. But there was also a huge line in the Tiki what? area. Yeah. So get this. Uh-huh. New update since then. Okay. If you have the Disney app... You can order it. So what we did was like, got off a ride. Uh, We'll take one of the uh, Dole Whip classic ice uh, ice creams and then one of the floats. See you in two minutes. Showed up. Hey, um, one of these, one of those. Uh Uh-huh. Here you go. And then we walked out (laughs) with our Dole Whip. So, buddy, the, the thought thing- of you kissing one of the person behind the stand just super sweetly and romantically. The spies freaked out. You saw them scurrying like, abort, abort. 
So yes, that the thing that you waited in line for is now they have solved. Wow. This has been a Disney minute. So were, were there still suckers waiting in line? Oh yeah. Oh. And I kind of wanted to be like fools. guys, I just got here and look at I already have it. Yeah. They must have thought you were Robert Downey Jr. I think so. Well, Tony Stark is Tony I Stark, yeah, yeah. Um, but so you had the goofy experience. The only thing that you waited for was, was the Dole Whip. Because we were whip. like, neither of us were into rides as mm-hmm. much as one would need to be. Fuck, who talks like this? No, I had the same experience yeah. with Leah for her 30th birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We had a busy day leading up to it mm-hmm. uh, that afternoon, that morning. So by the time we got there, neither of us really had the energy to go on like big, you yeah. know, goofy rides. Right. Uh, so we just did a bunch of the chill, easy rides. Did you go on the Lazy River? We didn't. Um, Is there a Lazy River? There's some watery stuff going on, mm-hmm. like in logs, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I don't really like in want logs, to. What like, is this? His diary? <laughs> what is this? The famous toy? <laughs> Did I tell you the story about? I don't know if she'd like me sharing this on air, uh-huh. but I'll ask her after. Okay. Um, the, I went with Andy, the Flager Ones producer. Oh, who yeah. Also, is a Disney employee. Mm-hmm. And his girlfriend and then Leah and I went. And a guy behind us at 11 a.m. who had who was with a group of friends, the first ride we went on, it was like the Incredibles mm-hmm. ride or something, had a beer, took a big sip, someone said something, and he spit it out all over Leah's back. Oh, my God. Yeah. Very disgusting. What, what, what did a person say? Hey, can you spit out that beer all over that person's back? That's what I was wondering. Yeah. So he did like a spit take. Tried to do it over his shoulder, basically did it all over Leah. And I was like, am I about to throw down? Yeah. Just kidding. I didn't think that. I was like, oh no, is this that's, the moment where I- That's my nightmare. Yes. Yeah. Get punched. Yeah. yeah. Getting punched to defend the honor of someone else. I would gladly do. Uh, um, <laughs> Me too. So, uh. <laughs> um, But the thing that is great is Leah gave this guy a piece of her mind in the nicest way possible. And she said afterward, like- was that too much? Should I did I go off on that guy? And I was like, he spit all over you. Yeah. He spit beer all over you. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was like, Are you kidding me? And he was like, Oh, dude, I'm so sorry, bro. Like, my friend said something really funny. I thought it was a complete accident. Um, I work in comedy. <laughs> yeah, but I actually work in comedy. What if I said that? It's like, we know we listen to your fucking podcast. Um, but what was amazing was his friends totally outed him and went. I, we didn't say anything funny. And he was like, no, no, no. That guy like totally, my buddy, my boy said something we so funny. We were talking funny. about World War II. You think that's funny, that's Brian? Not, that's fucked up that you that's think that's so funny. That's fucked up. So he apologizes. Leah just straight up says like, that's not okay. Like, it's not cool that you did that. Mm-hmm. And I'm drenched. Goofy's like already two thirds of his way there, ready uh, to, with a belt in his hand. <laughs> with a whip. <laughs> Um, and, uh, with his leash, um, uh, so, so it kind of passes. It's very awkward. Uh And then he does this move, which I respect. He makes an, a second attempt to apologize, probably thinking the emotion of this scenario has died down and now I can, I can calmly apologize. Mm -hmm. And she's probably as calmed down. Everyone is calmed down. Let me apologize again. So a few minutes later, he comes back, you know, he says like, oh, excuse me. I just want to say again, like, I'm, I'm really sorry. And she goes, it's still not okay. 
I'm still Leah's covered a in hero. Beer. She Holy is. It was shit. Um, and then Andy said, because when she Leah said, um, was that too much? Like, should I have not have said that? Andy responded, Are you kidding me? I would have apologized to that guy if it was me. You did the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just oh the thought God. that you as well, we probably would have like, like he would have spit on us and we would have gone, I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry for being in the way of your spit. I'll do better <laughs> next time, sir. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Ah. And then the best moment of the day was they got out of line and left. Mm-hmm. That's out of shame. Uh, it was pretty amazing. This is the Disney magic I am talking about. Yes. Put this in the documentary. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so it was her birthday. And so what we did was, um, you know, we start off the day off right. I got a haircut. Nice. Then from there, we went downtown to an event she was excited about that was very cool mm-hmm. called the Oddities Flea Market, which was basically like goth arts and crafts club sweet basically where a bunch of very cool goth people were selling their merch i don't want to say merch but they're like jewelry and different like shirts that they've made and like cool candles and stuff Mm -hmm. and it was downtown it was very 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 fun here's my issue with it though Mm -hmm. the goth community particularly in la or the goth scene rather Mm -hmm. is very pro-vegan which is kind of a cool pleasant surprise to me um so i feel like the punk scene is like very vegan so when i went to this i was like surely everything will be very cool and vegany here sure let me show you a picture that i want you to read out loud it's a live pig roast yeah it's very that was fucked up when that happened i'm handing the phone over to you song Oh, my God. So describe for us what is in the photo and then what the two signs say. Okay. There are bones. There are arm-length bones that one would see. There's a pile of bones. For Halloween decorations. Bargain skulls, $20 each. Next sign. Real human long bones, $60 each. What the fuck was happening at this what place? What the fuck was happening? I don't, at first Do you I was think like, those are real human bones? Well, at first I was like, haha, funny joke. Yeah. But then the next place we went to also said like real animal bones. And then the next thing we went to was like actual skulls. Again, it could have been an elaborate prank. And as someone who works in comedy, I thought I would understand. <laughs> but then there was like one place that had this like 24 letter word that I've never seen. It was like a very cool, fancy science word that basically said, this word means that we acidically destroy the flesh in animals, but keep their exoskeleton or something, what? and then dye it in this purple neon and put it in jars. So you can buy these, like the skeletons of these different animals. And then at that moment, I was like, this isn't a bit. This is all very real. And then I was like, let's go to the happiest place on earth. <laughs> so then from there, we went to Disney. You went to Disney, you saw a pile of bones. Real goofy bones, $60 <laughs> each. Actual goofy bones. Um, but it was fun. It was like I'm a cool, like uh, weird, fun, goth arts and crafts event. And then Disneyland. That sounds like you had like the whole range of a day, including the haircut. Like including the haircut. Yeah. And then I came home and then I edited Maybe Don't from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Oh, fuck. Hey everyone, I'm former child actor Franklin Toledo, but you might remember me as Little Frankie T. 
there's a few things the lovely folks at American Airlines would like you to know before taking off. Speaking of, my career took off when I was only five years old. I was mostly known for my roles in the 90s commercials for Rice Krispie Treats, Cookie Crisp, and Oreo O's. My famous catchphrase was after taking a big bite of cereal, I'd take a seat and say, Mmm, now that's cereal. When you take a seat, make sure to buckle your seatbelt. Insert the metal end into the buckle and make sure to tighten. To open, simply lift on the top of the buckle. At first, I liked being famous. My friends and I got to go to bounce houses for free. As far as I was concerned, I was living the American dream. The American Airlines dream is for passengers to have a safe and comfortable flight. If you have a carry-on that won't fit under your seat, please place it in the overhead bin. I was in over my head at age six when late night talk show hosts started to poke fun at my catchphrase, saying it was, quote, the most obvious statement of mankind. That's when everything took a turn for the worse. If your flight takes a turn for the worst, stay calm. Make sure to place the oxygen mask on yourself before helping those next to you. And please, don't shout. After getting made fun of on national television, people would shout at me all the time. If they saw me at the store, they'd go, now that's shopping. If they saw me walking down the street, they'd go, now that's taking a walk. At age seven, I decided to retire. If the plane decides to retire mid-flight, again, stay calm. All exits have an evacuation slide to use in case of an emergency. But don't worry, just like your flight with American Airlines, my story has a happy ending. I live off my residuals. Thanks for flying with American Airlines, and remember to buy my book, Sometimes the Taste is Sweeter Than the Crunch. Yusong. Kevin. Welcome back to another segment of Casual Conversations with Sad Undertones. I love it. So yeah, like therapy. <laughs> Was that wait, but did you did you have did you have something that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I wanted okay. to talk about my recent therapy session. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if I should uh do mm-hmm. that. Is that bad? But I mean it was really I don't know how to say without sounding hyperbolic, like mm-hmm. groundbreaking. Whoa! Um, yeah, I had a really, 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 really good session recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started with, she reached out to me and just said, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. Like, A, I just want to make sure you're okay. Mm-hmm. And then B, do you want to have another session? This very, was like very sweet. Last week. And it immediately made me feel very good. Yeah. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Someone cares about me. Yeah, yeah. But truly, like, but like in a professional, healthy way of like, I want to make sure your well being. Well, is she started okay. that text with "you up." <laughs> she said, "Sup, you up." <laughs> it was three a.m. But no, it started. It started great. I mean, I, I did not feel like I was in a great place, so it felt good that she reached out. Like the timing was good, mm-hmm. and it also uh, something that I think is perpetually difficult with therapy is. If you don't have a recurring session, writing out to the therapist, like, can we meet, kind of feels like, oh, okay, I'm putting out in the world that things aren't going well. Uh, Yeah, I see. So it felt nice that because she was reaching out, I was able to be like, yeah, sure. Like, I'm responding to what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'm totally fine. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh And then I came in and was like, oh, my God. (laughs) But the thing that I said, and Mm. I'm kind of nervous about saying it because, and I'm probably going to word it in a different way because each time I've said it, I've said it three times now out loud, and each time I've cried. Oh, my Um, God. Yeah, so I want to. Okay. The circumstances in which one finds oneself in. I Can you play piano or something to distract me? 
what was helpful for me was um, okay, pretty arpeggios. Um, r basically, putting it in someone else's shoes, and I was like, if I um, if my best friend called me and told me the things he was feeling, how would that make me feel? And then I like said, oh, I'd probably start crying very hard. Um, and that gave me perspective. Um, yes. Okay. Thanks. Please stop playing. Um, does that make sense though? I was like, I try to put it in someone else, like, Hey, if I think about the, one of my friends that like, I care so much about. And if he called me and was like, Hey, this is what's going on. It would shock me. And it would make me like so upset. And then she was like, wait, I, sorry, I don't understand because because it would shock you in the sense that like you don't have those types of conversations? Uh, no, it would shock me in the way of like, wow, I had no idea you were feeling that way. That's like oh, very fucked up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then yeah, she was like, oh, so you would, you would realize then that that person is going through a lot in a very bad way. And I was yeah. like, yeah. And thinking about someone I care about going through that makes me very like sad and like empathetic toward them. Mm -hmm. And then it was kind of like this discovery of like, you should feel that way about yourself. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it's, it's healthy to realize when you're in a bad place. Cause I think it's easy just to be like, whatever, it's just me. I think I've talked about this a few episodes ago, like maybe in a lesson learned, like you don't need to be mean to yourself. Like mm -hmm. you say things to yourself that you maybe would never say to another person. And similarly, if like a friend of yours was feeling really bad, it would make you feel really upset. But then when you feel really bad, you're just kind of like, oh yeah. Especially you're if you're depressed, you it just becomes what you are used to. Mm -hmm. And so I was like spelling it out, like, oh yeah, if I put it in this perspective, it would kind of like horrify me. And then she kind of like gave me a look of like, then that's horrifying, you know, of like what you are going through is like, or like the, your mental struggle right now is not good. So try not to brush it off essentially i feel like it was just like a i like looked in a not like looked in the mirror for the first time but i looked in like a different mirror that was like oh fuck you yeah. know again in a way that felt very healthy and helpful not in a way that was like things are so horrible and bad it was like oh this is good i feel like it was like stepping on like a mental scale you mm -hmm. know what i mean like in a way that was i haven't before and it was like this is how this is where i'm at and it's just so funny that it was it was just an offhanded comment of like, yeah, if I called my, you know, uh, my best friend Chris and just was like, hey, man. Or if my best friend Chris called me and was like, hey, this is what I'm going yeah, through. Yeah, if my best friend Yusung called me. And was yeah, like, yeah, 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 Yusung, 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 Yusung. Then it would like fuck me up, yeah. you know. And so I think what I'm trying to say uh, and part of it is I'm I'm rambling hard because I'm trying, no like, I uh, I'm trying not to like uh, start getting emotional. I, I have I have questions. Please. Would that help? Absolutely. What after this? Do do you when thinking about this? Do you consider it a very loud change in perspective or a very quiet change in perspective for yourself? Um, it felt like a like a shift. Mm -hmm. So I guess in that sense, it was loud. Um, I had like another similar discovery that was more practical that felt it, it's it's funny it was like they're both like loud and quiet at the same time mm -hmm. it was like schrodinger's library <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm sorry um <laughs> exactly um but it was like uh oh shit that's like something i didn't think about yeah. um and then 
But uh, like uh, basically what I learned was like um I uh, the way that I will word it is being honest with how I act how with how I'm actually feeling. Mm-hmm. Like instead of going to an extreme, maybe I'm just very bored because I'm in a line of 200 people and I'm mad about that. I'm not mad about I'm mad about X. I'm not mad about Y or upset or whatever. I think that was a similar thing that was like, oh, shit, loud discovery. And then it was like, well, that was therapy. Time for lunch. Time to go to Disneyland. And then Mm -hmm. it passes. But then you find you get in these scenarios again. Take the the Disneyland line Mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, wait, this is me applying what I learned and it helping me immediately. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, I I saw you like two weeks ago, but I feel like I've had like 50 examples of this one-hour therapy session drastically helping me. I mean, well, you're dressed in a white robe. (laughs) But oh wait, honestly, that's because I was going to go to a sauna. Are you going to go? Are you going to go back? Yeah, um, I think I'm going to go back next week and say like, hey, that was uh, (laughs) super helpful. Yeah. And I didn't change out of the white robe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like like I said, I feel like I like just stepped on a scale that it was like, oh, okay, this is where I'm at. And and, and now I feel like I'm on like a a better journey, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I think that. And please forgive the horrible, horrible cliche. Mm -hmm. Do you do you consider uh, depression now as like a like uh, a more full entity, like another human being. You know, I I think about that a lot because um, we work in comedy. Because I work in comedy, and there's this link that people talk about with depression and comedy, and there's documentaries about it. Is Vincent there a Price. Okay. So the thing that I always get cautious about with mm-hmm. depression is like. Um, I'm not on any like sort of medication right now and I'm not seeing a psychiatrist or being given medication. So I get nervous about calling myself someone with depression because Mm -hmm. I don't want to, but there are people with depression that don't take medication. Like just Mm -hmm. because you're taking medication doesn't mean that you don't have depression. Um, But I always get cautious about like labeling uh, my, or identifying myself, I guess, someone with depression, just because I feel like I don't want to miscategorize myself, mm-hmm. but I feel like I I do have it, and it's something I struggle with, and it's like why I'm going to therapy. Um, but it is a weird conundrum of I don't want to sound like I have an issue that I don't, or I don't want to like identify myself as someone that I'm not. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I it. Hypothetically, if there were no wars, no poverty, everyone was, you know, without the guilt factor, would you find it easier to consider yourself saying the sentence like, hey, I'm probably depressed right now. I'm Leonardo DiPrestio. Yeah. Why do you say that? Because you think like if there were, because of like the current political climate, that it's like harder to like. I I think so. And I think it's also like, for example, if you do call a hotline, it, it may or may not like. Be the same hotline as like Veterans Affairs. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. you might have the same, you might listen to an automated voice message saying like, push one if you're a veteran. Yeah, plus yeah, two yeah. If you're, if you're a sad college kid, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And that was like, um, so if there was no feelings of that, if mm-hmm. there was no comparative sadness between you and the next person, mm-hmm. would you, would you, if it didn't feel like you were going center stage and demanding attention, yeah. w- would you find it easier to be like, oh, I'm probably depressed? Yes, I think, well, part of it too, it's like when you start having like 
a breakdown in a Chipotle for no reason at all, <laughs> but in a way that it's like, why does this keep happening everywhere yeah. I go? And it's like, so you've been following me. I have been following you. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't talking about me. This whole thing was about you, Saw. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, I I think I just need to like keep learning and yeah. like reading more books about it and stuff. And like, uh, it's. I think we talked about this like in the first episode. It's just so funny how. Um, I feel like our society doesn't have like a full grip on mental health. Yeah. Um, not that they have a full grip on anything, but what are we, Beowulf? Just, just the, <laughs> just like that. Um, God. That like struggling with depression or like going to therapy, like for a lot of people, still is like, like I just watched Gary Goleman's special on HBO. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Highly, highly recommend it. But he says, which I like related to besides this being a kid in the seventies, but he says like being a kid in the seventies, you went to therapy, like you're, uh, you were diagnosed with like, what's wrong with you. And like, what do you have to cry about or snap out of it? And I kind of felt like not from like my parents or anything, but just like this sort of like upbringing, upbringing of like, you sought help when you had like PTSD. Right. Or like if something was like Severely, severely, like when you were going to like also a psych ward. Mm -hmm. So there still kind of is this like uncomfortable feeling uh, that I'm getting more and more comfortable with of like addressing my mental health issues. Because I think that like a lot of my life, it was perceived to me as like, that was just a bad day. Yeah. But then it's like every day, like this much all the time. Um, I I do feel better. It's it's funny because it's like feeling better realizing a bunch of like hard stuff about yourself. Yeah. No, I'm really glad that you're feeling better. Mm-hmm. I also, uh, like, uh, the part of feeling better is looking back at all the times that, you know, the worst shitty yeah. and being like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. So, yeah. yeah. And to the listeners, please. like, I, I understand maybe you're like, do I, should I reach out? I'm nervous or something. It's like, Please don't. I'm fine. Like, I feel good. I feel really good right now. Um, It's just like kind of like discovering, like what you're saying. It's like mm-hmm. discovering a new part of yourself that's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this is why I felt this way all these times. Yeah. Um, And then it helps because then in the future or even in the present, I'm like able to address like, wait, that's that guy. Right. That's not me. That's this person. And then kind of going on a first date with that person and like yeah, yeah. getting to know them. I'm talking about me. <laughs> I'm so fucking glad. That's Thanks. great. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I know I don't sound glad, but I am. No, I, uh, yeah, the, the future podcast historians will look back on this moment. Ah, to be in that room where you could sense the calmness in the air. Um, to be in that room with the Starbucks rock. <laughs> I think that, can, uh, can I say something that's utterly pointless? Mm-hmm. I'm so jealous. That you had this experience, and then I had a therapist who said, I know people who kill people for a living. Yeah, and it's still like, although <laughs> that is very- I actually don't really care about that. I'm just saying, like, it's just fucking funny. Like, do I think about that experience that you had all the time? Yeah, I do. Did no. I quietly think about it when I was having a groundbreaking conversation? Kinda. No, I'm really- I glad. hope that if you if you do talk to someone that they don't flex yeah. on the people that they know the, about the bad things that they do. Me too, me too. And I'm glad you're doing better. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right, see you in hell. I'm going to take this robe off. Kevin. 
you saw. <laughs> do up, do up. Um, we fucking did it. Uh, we did. Wa- welcome to Lessons Learned. This was a good one. Yeah. Which is totally Un- normal for us. <laughs> yeah, unlike our other shitty episodes. Uh, welcome to Lessons Learned, where we teach you some of the lessons that we've learned throughout the course of this episode. Or not. Or not. Maybe don't or not. Mm-hmm. Um, can I go first? Yeah, absolutely. Just because um, you call out a bad thing that you've done uh, as like a general personality trait does not justify it. Yeah. For instance, like if you cut someone off in traffic, I know we did a big traffic thing last time, but like if you're um, mean, like if you give someone the finger, you know, and then say, and now I'm making this situation kind of fun. Then you... uh, you guys both park in the same parking lot. Ooh, yeah. this is awkward. You get out. And then they go, sorry, man, I'm just an asshole. That does not justify it. Yeah, That's not, not okay. That's yeah. a very specific example that I poorly made up on the spot. No, I get it. But a lot of people do this all the time. I think the moral compass of the world is shifting. and Or just of Western, of the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I, he, hey, if you're having a... Um, a conversation with a stranger on uh, Twitter or I- iMessage or whatever, mm-hmm. and you see that they're, you know, the three dots, and then there's the no three dots, and then you're also trying to think of something to say, and you're giving them the three dots and then the no three dots. Yeah. If I was talking to someone and they were like, you ever do that thing where you type out a long thing and then you delete it all? And I was like, that was the perfect thing to say. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just say, just, just be honest, because I was not about to say that social interaction <laughs> by myself. I needed all the help that I could get, so okay. please do that. And I'm sorry, I didn't know my phone was texting you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is just good advice, and and for anyone who is listening to this that I work with, this is advice I've never done before. This is just coming from a friend. <laughs> you ever feel stressed? Smoke marijuana and go for a walk at night. If you're in a safe, if so, here's part two. If you're in a safe area, uh-huh. smoke a little pot, go for a night walk. If you're not in a safe area, smoke a little pot, put on VR, <laughs> and go on a treadmill. Again, advice I I, I never have done personally. It's just from a friend. Uh, and most importantly, um, if you're going to take this advice, then first, go home, okay? Go home. See you next week. Uh, another episode done. Kevin, I can't wait to go home and stretch my feet. Just Hold on kidding. A second. <laughs> secret, secret ending. Secret, secret ending. Secret ending. Hey. If you're supporting us on Anchor.fm, we appreciate it so much. We want to thank two people in particular, mm-hmm. Luke Moore. Thank you. And Kim Naseth. Thank, thank you. you very much, Luke and Kim. So kind of you. And if you thought we weren't going to notice it, actually, if we did. Guess again. If you donate to us. And you want it to be some sort of secret little, some dirty little secret. Just know that the notification goes directly to my personal phone. Ooh, we're texting. It's like his person. We're basically in the DMs. Ooh. So if you want to donate, please do it because 